Why niggas? Bernard pulls the trigger. And this is a brand. Niggas is a brand. Allen Houston. Niggas just mean Lord. Once a neck, always a neck. on the screen right now. Oh shit, we live? Are we? This meeting is now streaming live on YouTube. Oh shit, okay, all right. Welcome guys to the Nickish show. We are here for the NBA lottery. Uh, he's Nafi, I'm Mo. Oh shit, they got my full name out here. <laughs> oh well, it's all good. There's a lot of Muhammad Hawks out there, you good. It's like John Smith. <laughs> We'll track me down now. <laughs> Out of that, or like if you got enemies, the wrong Muhammad Hawk might just get it. So, prayers up. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we got the draft lottery in about eight minutes. They're still wrapping up the Bucks game, so we're gonna we're gonna talk in the meantime and uh, figure out who our favorite players are right now. So, fingers crossed, we get that number one pick. If we get number one, who would you go for? Number one, at this point, I mean, let's be quite transparent. You know what I mean? Like, we usually we're, – we're the type of guys we, that wait till after the lottery to get really dig – like, really dig deep into the draft research. But, you know, on the preliminary kind of research uh, and I'd say obviously you got to be LaMelo. You know what I mean? We've been hearing about LaMelo to the Knicks for months now. Um, rumors, obviously, that, like, have been connecting us, saying how, like, you know, we're going to do whatever it takes to – walk out of draft night with LaMelo, regardless of um, where we end up in the lottery. So, yeah, I mean, by you know, natural process of elimination, if we get the number one lotto pick, bring on the uh, more talented ball brother. What about you? I think uh, by – let's talk about Anthony Edwards real quick because I think you and I don't think he's the number one kind of guy. And even if we got number two – and, and and Lamelo goes first. You know, I'm not I'm not too crazy uh, about Anthony Edwards because I think his playing style and just he's he's trigger happy, which I don't like. He's he shot like what 29% from the three last season, just trying to step back left and right. And he seems like he he will be a dynamic scorer, but I just it's, it, I don't think it'll be a good mesh in New York, especially with R.J. Barrett who has to be ball dominant too. I I don't know if they'll both. Be, there's mm-hmm. only one rock, you know, so together, I mean, kind of di- driving all the time with inconsistent, low efficient threes. We already have Frank and we already got Kevin Knox. So we're, we're not going to score more threes with, with Anthony Edwards, you know? Yeah. But I mean, the thing about this draft we've been hearing is just a lot, there's a lot of parody, you know, it's just like real, no consensus. And I just saw an article come out today on Bleacher Report. I think it was Jonathan Wasserman and it's like, you know, pre-draft or pre-draft lottery buzz. It's like apparently across the league, executives, front offices, like opinions range everywhere from who's going number one, who's going where. Um, so I think it's just it's the type of draft that kind of reminds you of the 2013 draft where there wasn't like that one amazing standout prospect. And then we had Anthony Bennett just go number one. You know what I mean? So I think it's just more so about like if you, you know, got a specific taste for a player, go ahead and get your guy. 
And to round back to Anthony Edwards, I think it's the type of draft where I wouldn't be shocked if he went two, even one, or if he just goes seven, eight, or whatever. But the thing about him is, like, I see, you know, people throw out the Wiggins comparison, a whole lot of athletic upside, explosiveness, but not, not the production to match or the winning to match or even the mentality, supposedly. And I don't know the kid personally, obviously. We don't know any of these kids personally, but I'm thinking – if we get like that kind of kid in, into Tibbs' system, Tibbs' culture of just hard work and just really coaching, just the, just whatever pot- potential he has, just coach it out of him. I think Tibbs is the right coach for him, you know, because it just seems like just from the scouting reports and seeing highlights, he's the type of kid that needs structure, needs to be reined in. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I, I think it could work, just because you know, to your point about like you know, we, we there's only one rock, but. Do we have a consistent playmaker period at this point on our roster? You know what I mean? I don't think the playmaker itself won't be Anthony Edwards. You know, I think that's what we need this draft for. We need to get that playmaker. So who are the, who's the best playmaker in the draft? I think we are. We I mean, he, Edwards got a, got a handle. You know what I mean? He's, he's a, he's a creator at the very least. Um, And that's what I'm thinking, coaching and player development. I mean, if we're going to, you know, write checks about like putting together a good player development staff, then we got to, expect to cash in right you know what i mean so like if we're gonna bring in a kid like a kid like edwards then we're, we gotta have to f- put full trust in the the knicks still in progress player development department and all that and just from what i'm hearing and obviously the hires so far uh, kenny Payne, J- johnny bryant you know who's renowned for the work he's done with uh directly with donovan mitchell and mitchell was like the 12th pick in that year 13th pick or whatever yeah. Edwards is like supposedly going to be top three. So I think the talent differential and the age, you know, the age gap, Mitchell was 22 when he came in. Edwards is like 19, just really scratching the surface, not even really a grown man yet. So I don't know. I think we've got the, we're putting together the kind of player development staff that would make me think that Edwards could be kind of coached and trained up into being like a consistent creator and be able to share the rock. Cause at the end of the day, like we're seeing it right now in the league, like, what's the number one most valuable thing right now? It's a wing that can create, you know, hopefully we see that in RJ, but it don't hurt to have a second one of those guys. You know I mean? We're seeing that with Boston. They got Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum in back-to-back years. You know what I mean? So if we're going to follow like a prototype or archetype, that could be the blueprint right there. You know, we got RJ one year, boom, next year we get Edwards. They did, like, like I just said, Boston just did the same thing back-to-back years. Yeah, but I think Jalen Brown isn't, I mean, Jalen Brown and obviously Tatum is nasty right now, but I just think that they, Edwards and RJ would just be two redundant players. And I think they said the same thing. I mean, I'm, I don't, I don't know if you recall, but they were saying this kind of the same thing about like, why would they go get Tatum if they just drafted Brown the last year before? And Brown was kind of a, a dark horse going into that draft. Nobody expected him to go top three. I remember the dra- mock drafts in 2016 was just like, Boston's probably going to get Dragon Bender. You know what I mean? Like, there was a lot of hype about him. They went Jalen Brown instead, which paid off beautifully, obviously. I mean, who knew that dude, Danny, Danny Ainge, not a bad GM. Shit, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you also have to understand that at that time, they've had solid point guards the last decade. You go from Rondo to IT to Kyrie to Kemba. Like, they've mm-hmm. always been solid at the point guard. The Knicks have never been solid at the point guard since since when? I mean, that's the thing. The lottery is just like one piece of the puzzle. It's not It's not even the piece of the puzzle. The draft is the actual piece of the puzzle, right? The lottery is just the, the preliminary, like, uh, pregame before the draft. So, I mean, 
But if we take Edwards, you know what I mean? We could go ahead and target a veteran point guard for sure, you know, be it CP3 through trade, which I'm not really a fan of, even though I'm a, I, that's the point guard. Love the, love the dude. But you obviously age and the contract. But obviously our pipe dream, I think, or at least my pipe dream, is we just drop the bag on Fred Van Vliet, you know what I mean? So if we get Van Vliet, him, Edwards, Frank, RJ, them young guard slash wings, and then we're probably going to round that out with more veterans. I mean, that's what all these rumors and the buzz is seeming like. So, I mean, I that, that's outside of draft. I think in this in this draft, if we come away with a strong wing and we come out with a strong point guard, whether it's Killian or Lamelo or uh, what's his name Halliburton, even even Edwards. Well, there's so many options right now. We we have to come away with something that we like. And that's true flip one of the other picks, whether it's a Dallas pick or a Clippers pick and get, you know, a guy like, you know, Denny even, or what's, what's his name? Vassal, the two way, the two way forward. And we need to do a trade and get rid of Kevin Knox and get Vassal. Shit. If we get a point guard and Vassal out of this, I'm happy. I'm down for I mean, it. I like to go back to the whole point about like there being a lot of parity in the draft. I don't even think it's the type of draft where we're going to need to throw in any of our young kids to move up. You know what I mean? I think six, or seven, whatever we get, plus 27 or 26 it is, the Clippers pick. I think that could move us up a couple of spots if we were to, if we were so inclined to do that. But I do want to kind of stay on Edwards. Like, who's to say he can't morph into a point guard? I mean, I know this is a stretch, but Westbrook was not a point guard going into the 2008 draft. He was a shooting guard in UCLA. You know what I mean? And then OKC took him, which was a surprise back then when they took him at four. Because I remember the biggest rumors was Jared Bayless. Remember him? He was a highly touted dude out of college. Um, OKC shocked everybody, took took Russ, who's a shooting guard in um, college. And, you know, a lot of people were shocked because they're like, oh, they need a point while they get this kid. And then, you know, the rest is history, right? So I'm not to say Edwards is the next Russ, but I'm saying there is precedent for, like, you know, you're taking a guard or a combo guard. And, you know, especially now in the NBA, like, there's the lines between a pure point guard and a scoring point guard are so, like, blurred at this point. You know what I mean? A point guard has just got to be an overall, like, good player. You know what I mean? There's, we don't really see those traditional table-setting point guards like that anymore. It's like you got to come in with a score-first mentality and then the rest follows almost, you know? Yep. I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to bat for Edwards like that, but I just want to be mad at it at this point, you know? If he's the guy for us, say we climb and get top two pick. Sorry, I'm uh, tweeting for to get a few more people to join us. We got a solid three. You already know Nick is. Show- <laughs> we got uh, what's what's going on at ESPN right now? Is the game over? Now nah, they're showing Giannis how many steps it took for him to get to the rim. <laughs> they do that every game, bro, and they're blown away each time. Yo, this really tall and athletic freak of nature takes little steps to get very far. <laughs> That was cool maybe in, like, 2015 when people were still new to Giannis, but come on now. <laughs> but, yeah, I, going back to Knicks and the way they're set up right now, it's what, – what are the biggest holes that we need to fill outside of point guard? Everything. Everything, bro. You're looking at the roster. We don't really have consistent wings. I mean, aside from the young kids who seem like the only keepers right now, we got to – top to bottom, we got to stock it up. I think the one thing we comfortably say, you know, knock on wood, you know, it's like we're good at big man, just given that we got Mitch and Randall. And I'm seeing a lot of like plugged in Knicks people, like writers, reporters, and even just like other podcasters saying like, it seems like Randall's going to be a keeper on the roster. You know what I mean? 
So I guess we got to get used to that reality. So in that in that vein, I'm thinking we know we don't even touch any of the big men in this draft. And I hope hopefully we don't because I would be frustrated. You know what I mean? Like um, the kid Okonkwo or my mispronouncing his name, but he pro he profiles is like a great like defensive kind of big man. But we got one of them already. You know what I mean? So I would be pissed if we if we ended up selecting somebody like him. You know? Yeah, and it's not like Obi Toppin is a highly touted draft right draft like possibility for the Knicks right now. There are a lot of Knicks fans, especially on Twitter, they're like, yeah, Obi Toppin, but how badly do we need a guy like Obi Toppin? We don't really need the scoring right now. We need a playmaker. Ultimately, that's what we need, and we need better defense. So, you know, like I said before, we get a guy like Vessel and a point guard, and we have a plethora of options to choose from. Shit, we're good, you know? Yeah, I mean, I like Devin Vessel. I mean, it it would never hurt to get more defense in the garden, you know what I mean? So, like, Put like put him and Frank out there, yo. Lock people up with Mitch behind them, Tibbs coaching from the sidelines, barking, barking his ass off. You know what I mean? That's that'd be a beautiful thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're right. Point guard is probably the key thing. But yo, we've been saying that for years now. I feel like every year we go in thinking like, yo, point guard is is the move. You know, even after we drafted Frank. You know. Yeah, I mean, Frank is more of a two guard now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it depends. If RJ turns into just like that playmaking wing, you know, you could feasibly play Frank at the point guard, you know, just like a Patrick Beverly kind of role. Just bring the ball up, give it to your playmaker, and just defend your ass off, you know? Let's see if we could get this lottery up and get the audio in. So those watching, we can't get uh, we can't get ESPN on because, you know, we'll get copyright. <laughs> we'll get shut down. Feds will break through our doors. You know, you want, y'all don't want to see that. And so we're just going to have a Rachel Nichols talking. The State Warriors have won three of the last four NBA titles. I'm going to be tight if the Warriors win this lottery, bro. Get the fuck out of here. You're able to hear this, right? Yeah. The new NBA champion. KD and Kyrie, the newest dynamic duo in the NBA. A lot of contact. This is the one thing they could not afford to go from best to the worst record in the NBA. Quite a tumultuous ride there for the Warriors. Woj, what is the thought process in the Bay Area with how to use this draft pick, especially if it goes number one? Oh shit! Golden State's. You know how they're doing the lotteries here? You seen this? The Warriors I, yeah. in this lottery. They're going to be it. aggressive uh, in canvassing the league. Oh, Leon was like grilling the camera. <laughs> Their mandate in Golden State is not to find you know, a transformational young player necessarily, but, but, but a player or players that are on a tra- the age trajectory of Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and their veteran players. They're trying to win more championships in the short term, and a high pick for them is going to be a, a pretty attractive allure to get out. Yeah, what was on yours right now? Just want to make sure we're on Thanks the same so timeline. Who better to have? Uh, I got the audio turned off, but I'm looking at it like KD and Kyrie as or as Nets or whatever. Someone as the- showing Steph getting what? hurt. You up to there? Yeah. In the bubble. No, she's, talk, she's talking to Steph right now. Steph with the fire, new hair, he got the braids. I fuck with it. Oh, yeah, I'm, my, my stream behind you is let me, let me catch up. 
How bullshit is that? The, war, the Warriors have possibly again the number one pick. Yo, this is about to be David Robinson, Tim Duncan kind of shit again, bro. Like if that happens, then you know what? All these years I've been fighting the conspiracy theories that it's rigged. If Warriors win, this shit is rigged. I don't care. Don't. There's no logic in it anymore. I'm not gonna be rational no more. I'm gonna be tight. After the dynasty they have, come on. Be nice to add a number one pick to that. I understand that you have a good luck charm on your side tonight. Can you share who that is? Not here, but Joe Lake of, uh, and, and Nicole, their dog, uh, Larry, who's appropriately named after the trophy. So, uh, rescue dog from Miami that they adopted a couple years back. So, hopefully, uh, Joe, is Steph releasing an RB album? Why he look like that now? <laughs> Absolutely, Steph. Thank you. <laughs> Us. Good luck to your team tonight. Now, at the other end of the spectrum, from a team like the Warriors are. Yeah, I just found one stream that they're still playing the, the Bucks Magic game. How's that possible? How are you that far in the past? Williams is in New York. Jay, what's top of mind for the Knicks and the new brain trust that recently took over the front So, Jay Williams about to talk about the Knicks. Yeah, Rachel. Yeah, here. Days I've gotten a chance to talk to multiple around the New York Knicks organization. And there seems to be uh, the fact that there is no consensus number one pick, no bona fide player that they would take with the number one pick if the Knicks were able to land a number one pick. Now, I know a lot of New York Knicks fans from being around the streets here in this city are dying to get LaMelo, Bas LaMelo Ball. But the question is, does LaMelo Ball's game fit into the style and the scheme of how Tom Thibodeau would like to play? Some people will question that. Is that Anthony Edwards? But then you also have R.J. Barrett. Can they be a two or three scenario or OB Toppin? So I think a lot is on the line tonight for the Knicks. Could they actually get the top pick and use it as a trade asset? But there's no doubt about it. There's a lot of energy in the city around what the Knicks will do with this pick. And we will wait to see what Leon Rose chooses to do. Thank you, Jay. Of course, the lottery, not the only thing going on tonight. We're in the middle of a four-game slate in the NBA bubble, and I'm thrilled to bring in the man overseeing everything going down in Orlando, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver. Welcome, Adam. Thanks, Rachel. Great to be with you. So much planning, I know, went into the bubble, the health and safety. Yo, real talk, I know, I know as much as we shat on Adam Silver for setting this whole thing up, he did a pretty good job, you know? Yo, not even. He did the best job. Like, if I knew the bubble was going to be fucking Wakanda, I wouldn't have shit on him. <laughs> like, they just announced yesterday, no, no, no Corona. At this point, they're just announcing it as a flex. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, we'll, and as more you teams know, get, you know, continue to get out, the better chances it is. And, you know, we don't think about how tough it must be for players to be away from their families for so long. It's hard in quarantine in general. Yeah, I mean, do you remember, like, the players leaving for the bubble? It was like it was going off to war. Like, I, like, I get it. You know, you're going to miss your family, but come on now. <laughs> you're going to go play basketball with your friends in Disney World. <laughs> whether you can do home markets versus another bubble or pod scenario. December 1, now that we're working through this season, is feeling um, a little bit early to me. I think our number one goal is to get fans back in our arenas. My sense is, and working with the Players Association, if we could push back even a little longer and it increase the likelihood of having fans in arenas, that's what we, we, we would be targeting. Well, Adam, thank you so much for joining us. What's been going on in the bubble has been remarkable on so many truly meaningful fronts. We appreciate your time.
All right, stay tuned. Right after this break, we'll be joined by two of the top prospects in this year's NBA draft, Anthony Edwards and LaMelo Ball. And in the caucus, we have Jerome Pickett, NBA Executive Vice President and Chief Security Officer, along with Darrington Hobson of Earth and Young. He is placing the envelopes at the podium. You know what that means. We will reveal the 2020 NBA draft lottery order when we come back. It's coming up. It's coming up. Draft Lottery is presented by State Farm. Yeah, this is the least I care for an NBA lottery, honestly. Compared to a lot, we were going crazy for Zion, and then the year before, we are going crazy for possibly Luca. You know, this is a little different. I mean, I don't know about you, but I mean, obviously you just said what what about you, but I don't know. I I still get that, like, that kid before Christmas feeling with the lotto. I mean, like. Or is this like that Family Guy episode where it's like you could take the boat or you could take the mystery box? It's the lottery is the mystery box. <laughs> you don't know what kind of possibilities. You see what Steph tweeted? He's like, lock in, I guess. This is weird, but let's get it. <laughs> this is weird, but you know, they're going to get number one pick. Or, you know, if they, That's if exactly what it is. Like, Get it or the Cavs get it. I'm going to be so tight. So tight. They didn't bring the kid this time. I'm, I'm happy about that for the Cavs. That kid, like a grown man now. The last time he was a lottery, he had like a, a facial hair and everything. I was like, how the hell? What? <laughs> 22. But they got, they got someone else. Is it Dan Gilbert's bitch ass? Are we allowed to curse on YouTube, please? Stream? Yeah. All right. Yeah, fuck that kid. <laughs> yeah, nah, but wouldn't he sick or some shit? I, I, can't, I can't hate on him. You know what nah, I mean? they can feel bad now. Nah, dead ass. That was like why it was like a big deal. He had like just overcame like some life threatening illness. Oh, okay. I thought you were being provocative. I was like, okay, yeah. My my partner making fun of a sick kid. All right. We that kind of show now. <laughs> Yo, Jay Billis got Killian Hayes at eight. And then we saw the ringer had him at number one. It's it's crazy what this draft is like, bro. The only place I saw it as as for Killian Hayes to be number one. I, everywhere else, I see him go as, as number eight. So I feel like the Knicks right now, based off the percentages, will likely get the eighth or seventh pick. And I feel like we might end up with Killian Hayes, and shit, I'm, I'm with it. Get another lefty on the team. Get another Frenchie, bro. We're going to have the French trifecta. Him, RJ, and like Frank and just be talking all short sorts of shit around each other. What's going on? He, he He's not going to get the ball. <laughs> Nah, Randall's just gonna get pissed. He's like, "Yo, they talking foreign, coach." <laughs> Game plans already. Randall has no idea what's going on. Somehow, Mitch gets the lob, and he knows what's going on. <laughs> right, like they leave the huddle. Right, Randall's like, "All right, it's my play right now." And then you see, like behind him, it's just like Frank, Killian, and RJ just like whispering to each other. <laughs> Next thing you know, Randall's in the corner, just like, "Hey, hey." <laughs> He's like, what are we doing? They're like, oh, we. I'll speak French. <laughs> I see what you did there. Okay. Randall get pissed. What the fuck you mean y'all don't speak French? Y'all just spoke it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I just seen Grizzlies 0.5 chance to win the lottery. Now, if they win, I'm going to be mad. For real, dude. They, with their luck, they were able to get Jaron Jackson Jr. And they weren't even even supposed to get John Moran, yo. Like, all yo, tra- it, 
Imagine the Knicks just got that kind of luck. Where we'd be right now. I wish, bro. We got a third pick in a draft where it looked like the, t- the top two were just superstars. And I'm not giving up on RJ. I'm still very high on him. But it's like, it's tough not to like, you know what I mean? Like, think of the, how the grass is greener on the other side when you got Zion and Jaw just tearing the league up. You know what I mean? And then RJ's in the corner yelling at Randall to pass on the ball. Well, Randall's doing like his third spin move on the same possession. Welcome back. Always so happy to bring mm-hmm. in NBA draft analyst Jay Billis. Here we go. Who's this Who guy? do you see getting their name called early at the top of That's the Jay Billis. <laughs> there may not be a consensus number one overall pick, but he, here's my top three. Started off with Anthony uh, Edwards of Georgia, who is an outstanding athlete, a dynamic. Yeah, Jay Billis is cool. Score that can go right or left equally well. The only question Yo, is about I, I still can't help but think Anthony Edwards being overrated. Like, I'll, I'll go on record and think that he's being overrated like like crazy. I think in two months you change your tune. Maybe. I got a feeling when you do when you do the – like, I'm just watching right now. He got, he got handles, bro, and he's athletic, you know? Like, I think the thing with Wiggins and why the fa- why there was failure with Tibbs is just because, like, Tibbs got him when, like, Wiggins was, like, three or four years already in the league. Edwards is going to be fresh in the league, you know what I mean? I think that makes a difference, you know? It'll depend on the coaching, you know, like that's my thing with LaMelo also. He's he's had such bad coaching over the years and he definitely has bad habits that he'll need to overcome. That's just not gonna fly in the NBA. So tools are there though. You know what I mean? Like oh, his, his passing is damn near special. Yeah, hundred percent. That's what I like him do. Six eight guard. If he bulks up, you might have like a Ben Simmons kind of guy. But better because he can somewhat shoot the ball. I mean, he at least tries to shoot. I mean, he'd be shooting from, like, the logo out there in Australia. Like, Simmons won't even, like, shoot when he's, like, right at the three-point line. Speaking of which, let's hear from the guy himself. I just saw the world different. And then with basketball, I put it all together, and then that's how that came. Thank you. And, Anthony, you took the more traditional college route. You started Georgia. How do you think going through a year in college, being in the SEC, prepared you to succeed in the NBA? Um, I feel like it prepared me because uh, – I learned how to deal with bad games. Like, I feel like I had a lot of bad games. So, wait, is that for real? 19 points per game was led all D1 freshmen? Apparently. Thanks. Led all D1 players? That'd be wild. Let's take a look at which teams have the best shot at getting one of those guys. This is, of course, a weighted lottery based on how teams finish the regular season. So Golden State, Cleveland, Minnesota, they all have a 14% chance at the top pick. Atlanta, 12.5%. And then here's everyone else. And remember, this is the board the Pelicans were sitting on last year. They came into the night with only a 6% chance. Left it with the right to grab Zion Williamson. Will something like that happen again tonight? Well, the folks you're seeing on your screen sure hope so. Representatives from each of the 14 lottery teams joining us virtually this year, of course. And they're all hanging on every word this next man is about to say. Okay, Welcome here we go. to here the we NBA's go. Deputy Commissioner and Chief Lord, Operating be with Officer, us time. Mark Tatum. We're trying to get a top two pick. Thank you, Rachel. I'm trying to get number one out of here. 14 will be made by? Yo, Bismillah, bro. Okay. <laughs> the Boston Celtics. All right, so as expected, Memphis's pick goes to Boston due to previous trade conditions. How? Yo, Boston gets another lotto pick just like that. The New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah, fuck y'all. Number one pick, my ass. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who that was. But <laughs> the Sacramento Kings. 
Yo, De'Aaron Fox tight. <laughs> I hate that he cut his Goku haircut. The San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, Spurs in the lottery is crazy. All right, so no surprises yet. Still- they probably had to be reminded, oh, y'all, yeah, the, the lottery's tonight. They're like, what? Okay. Shit. Be made by? The, Sun. the Phoenix Suns. Yo, I got the hat. I got Tenshaw here for good luck. We're doing this. We getting it. Night- Yo, for Kobe. Oh, fuck. Washington Wizards. Yo, what's this guy in general? What does he do? He's the assistant commissioner. He was Adam Silver's job, old job. Oh, please, please. Fuck. All right. We have a double jump. That means that both Charlotte and Chicago have jumped into the top four while New York is at number eight. All right. All right. Whatever. We dropped two spots. Pick in the draft belongs to. Wait, number eight. Pistons. I was about to say, I did say for Kobe, we got Kobe's OG number. Silver linings, bro. Pick number six goes to the Atlanta Hawks. And the fifth pick will be made by the Cleveland Cavaliers. Good. Let's don't get another. Cleveland don't get a number, another number one pick. All right, so that means that we have in the top, the Chicago Bulls just got rid of Coach Jim Boylan. They'd love to pair a fresh, young talent with Zach Levine. The Charlotte Hornets, you yeah. know, the first time they've this been... virtual lottery thing is weird because they just literally just sitting there in front of a green screen. Lucky tonight, and Carl Anthony Towns and their lottery rep today, Mr. D'Angelo Russell. I know they would certainly welcome a new young star to join their roster. And Steph Curry still with us. Yo. Steph, you're in that top. Yo, nah, bro. Come on, man. This is this is what they setting us up for. Stay with us. Number one. For- <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so they gave, it's presented they gave by State Farm. Part. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Oh well. Yeah. Right, so lottery, like this, is perfectly set up to be rigged for the Knicks, and they still won't do it. What are you gonna do, man? It's because they know that fans. We're gonna be stuck on it anyway. We'll be we'll be down to watch every lottery every year for the rest of our lives. Just hope we get that number one pick, and we never will. Hopefully, we don't be anywhere near the lottery night anytime soon. You know I mean, is that Carlton? Yeah, that is Carlton. You never knew. Times is that tough? He's gonna ask Chris Paul for a favor. A safe car commercials. <laughs> Yo, Will Smith can't be having him out here doing this. <laughs> All right, yo, so eight, number eight. No support. Cole Anthony. Please. Cole Anthony. Huh? Cole Anthony. Uh, Cole Anthony. We, we, uh, we try and get Killian Hayes now. I don't know, bro. It seems like – I don't Actually, you know what? Like, the, the Bleacher Report article I read today was saying, like, the international scouts love Killian, like the NBA international scouts, but then, like, the actual front office – guys, you know what I mean? Like, executives aren't too high on Killian. So, he just might work in our favor and we end up with another French point guard. Yeah, I mean, Frank was picked uh, number eight. Knox was nine. And then we got RJ at three and now we're back at eight. Yeah, 2016, we didn't have a pick. That was Jamal Murray, which is mm-hmm. wild. Of those five, last five years of picks, Jamal Murray's the best one with a Knicks pick and not even on the Knicks as but yeah, you know, not to open old wounds, you know. Yeah, I mean, 
with this, this is a different kind of draft where there's no clear one to ten, you know. Mm-hmm. So we might get lucky and get a player that we believe is top four and that's going to drop down at eight. I just really hope that the Warriors don't go above four, for real. Let, let the Hornets do their bucket. It is out of our hands. I'll even, I won't even mind if it was Chicago. And it's been 12 years since D Rose, you know what I mean? But you know what? Actually, I would mind if it was Chicago. They've been just like, they've been some pure, like, just dog shit as a franchise for years now. And like, they get like a minuscule amount of like attention compared to us. You know what I mean? Like, so nah, I don't want them to get rewarded for all that. Fuck out of here. <laughs> We 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 on the Charlotte Hornets route right now. Yeah, I mean MJ deserves it. You know, we're gonna get number four. Watch. What happened? Just because we're Knicks fans and we're rooting for the Hornets to get number one, gonna get number four. Nah, bro. I mean, it all. What a year for MJ if he gets the number one pick. The same year the Last Dance came out. (laughs) Wolves, yo, they they jumped up. They already got Delo. They got Cat. This is this is good for them. I think this is good for us. If we're really into LaMelo ball business and we'll, Wolves get a top two pick, I think they might be amenable to a trade. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they're, they're like in a win-now mode, especially after paying Cat, taking on D'Lo's contract. You know what I mean? Like, those are their two quote-unquote stars, which I don't consider D'Lo to be. But, you know, they, that's what they probably see him as. So I don't see them trying to bring another young kid in there, especially after, uh, was it Jack Culver last year was their guy? So... Eric Culver, yeah. Yeah, I think they're at the stage where they might be trying to get some veteran help for their franchise guys or their one franchise guy in Cat. You know, the only player that I see them wanting to get is Wiseman. I don't think he's going to drop down to eight, bro. Wiseman? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, unless they want Cat to play power forward, which he does sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think Wiseman would fit nicely. I, I think Cat is more of a power forward. Based off the way he plays. Yeah. What if we use six Julius Randle's contract trade up to one or two if Minnesota gets it? I mean, I think Randle could be a fit with Cat offensively, offensively, defensively. Yeah, y'all might as well just like roll the ball out to the other team and just let them run free. So Lamelo is another pipe dream, just buster, burster right here. I don't think so, bro. I think trade is still an option, bro. I think I think Leon is a deal maker in the making. I don't know. Find out top four. The fourth pick in the 2020 NBA draft goes to the Chicago Bulls. They didn't get one. The third pick will be made by the Warriors. 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 Yo, nah, come on. The Yo, second pick goes to the Golden State Warriors. And that means the number one pick in the 2020 NBA draft goes to the Minnesota Timberwolves. They got a cat like four years D'Angelo ago. Man. Russell <laughs> to Minnesota a few months ago. You're already bringing the team such good luck. What do you think it will be like if you and Carl Anthony Towns have another number one overall pick? I was about to say, Delo is a good luck charm. Yeah, Brooklyn got him. Boom, they end up with uh, <laughs> a KD and Kyrie. You know, Gerson, Minnesota get him. We trust Gerson and, and one pick. those guys to you know continue making Minnesota. LA had him. They traded him. They got LeBron the, the same summer for the next summer. He might be a good luck charm. Fuck it, let's trade for Delo. 
it's, it's the bar is set now. So we're, we're excited to, to get it going. Whew. All right. I mean, whatever. We can get Lamelo. We can get Killian Hayes. We'll see. I'm telling you, bro. Lamelo's still an option. If like I feel like these rumors about us trying to get La- walking out of draft night, no matter what with Lamelo, I think there's some there's yep. some validity to it. You know what I mean? I don't know. At number 14, they got that pick from Memphis. All right, so let's bring the guys back in here. Whoa, Damn, so son. Perspective. What is your biggest takeaway oh, with the way this. the order panned out? Well, for Gerson Rosas in Minnesota, he's almost turned that roster over since taking over a year ago. Talked to him earlier today. He was excited about the chance of getting at the top of this draft and really starting to dig down now uh, into the, the Warriors really got the on, number two pick, uh, bro. James Weissman. Anthony Edwards. At least in a number one. Uh, yeah, my my. Minnesota. I feel like number one would be trade. Anthony Edwards. Maybe. I think he fits better. He they might be down a trade down, but I don't I don't see them trying to trade down. I mean, they just got Culver and traded for D'Lo. So like, how's that going to work in the backcourt? Unless they think Culver's a wing, but I don't think he is. I mean, assuming no trades, I think their best bet is Anthony Edwards, and then the Warriors might try to trade down to get Wiseman. Uh, or they could just take Wiseman at two. That's the beauty of having number two. Yeah, but um, they could probably get more assets because Wiseman isn't really seen as a number two kind of guy. I mean, the number two pick might be an asset right then, right there. Maybe they use that, package that with, like, somebody else on their roster. Like Wiggins, they just got Wiggins where they put him with the number two pick and some future picks, try to get like a ready-made contributor. Yeah, they, 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 they're they trying to go back to the finals. Yeah, I mean, Steph's still in his prime. He's an MVP, obviously a legend, really. So it's like, I feel like it would be a disservice to have him try to like babysit a young kid. Tell us all the comments in Nick's worst franchise. I mean, fuck. Fair. <laughs> Wait, no, the king still exists. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. I mean, their best player is better than our whole roster, so. Let me say something right now. If there, if there are people out there that are literally clowning the Knicks for the lottery results, that's the dumbest shit. We have no control over it. The Knicks front front office has no control over these results. You know what I mean? Like, you saw all these posts by, like, ESPN and shit. Knicks with clicks, as always. You know what I mean? It's... I saw um, the, from the Strickland Schwinney Pooh made a good point. It's just like, yo, maybe the ratings are declining because, like, outlets like ESPN just, like, continually just shit on random fan bases for no reason. Like, why would we people want to tune into your shit? You know what I mean? Just stream yeah. it. All right. I mean, what are you going to do? I think, yeah, I think we're going to check out, if you guys are watching this, you should check out uh, Nothing But Knicks. They have a live stream going on. Simeon Russell really does a good job breaking it down. And uh, you and I might end up joining his his live stream. We'll check it out right now. So the Knicks ended up with the number eight pick. Uh, we'll see what kind of player they're looking for. This this draft lottery is as open-ended as any we've seen in a long time. This draft, you mean lottery just happened, but yeah. Yeah, the, the the prospects in this draft are as open ended as we've seen so many different mock drafts with different players going number one to number ten. So we'll see. I don't feel too bad. I'm I'm happy the Knicks have a lottery pick. I think there's a lot of moves they can do. They can trade down and get like the number twelve and number fifteen pick, and that'll be fine. 
or try to trade up and get the number two or three pick and try to, you know, pick up LaMelo. Yeah, get get our guy. Yeah. Uh, but there are definitely some solid role players that we can pick up from this draft. So I don't know when the draft is. Do you? So October. But um, I even saw today's Silver was thinking about, like, pushing back free agency a couple of weeks. So if that happens and free agency was scheduled for October, what is that? you know, kind of spell for the draft, you know what I mean? Like, maybe they push that. So, you know, plenty of time to dig into these prospects, you know. It's a really – there's no consensus, really. It's like kind of, like I said, pick your flavor. Um, yep. So, yeah, I mean, we'll have more kind of content coming coming your way, coming y'all way. Um, we'll do our own research and whatever, you know, get beyond the prelim- preliminary level and see who's the right fit for the next, you know what I mean? Um, sure. Cole Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> Brian was born to be a Nick, bro. I'm telling you, Greg Anthony was a Nick. You know what I mean? You saw um, Spike Lee and RJ did an interview last year together. And Spike was like telling RJ, oh, tell your cousin Cole Anthony he's next or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Like as a joke, I don't think they're actual cousins. But like I'm pretty sure Greg Anthony and RJ's dad were uh, cool once upon a time. So I mean, That was when Cole Anthony just emerged into the scene. And he, he was killing it that first like month. At UNC, yeah, yeah. Uh, he kind of just dropped from there. I saw a lot of the Cole Anthony people just saying he was he had probably like the worst situation in college basketball to work with. You know what I mean? That he got hurt. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm willing to give him a chance if, once we dig into it. Um, there's definitely things I see that I like, but um, the thing about just like falling in love with these so-called like score first, explosive uh, point guards, I just got, I still got PTSD from Dennis Smith on the love I showed him. So I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm I might be too optimistic, but this could be a turnaround year. Last year was just a really bad year for Dennis. You know, he 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 was going through a lot of shit. And if the NBA does stick to the bubble kind of situation, and the Knicks are there, that might that might pose well for Dennis and Kevin Knox. They won't have that pressure from the crowd and get their confidence. Yeah. If they go back to the to MSG, then you know, hopefully they'll carry that confidence. I don't think that's going to happen. COVID's still around, you know what I mean? So I definitely think that's valid. Like, you've seen T.J. Warren. T.J. Warren's never been this good in his life. It's just like, it's, there's not 20,000 screaming fans there. So despite what any writer or fan will say, like, that makes a difference, bro. That's, like, literally why performing in the clutch is, like, a, like a, a major factor or something, like, players take pride in, you know what I mean? Like, there's no real, perform- like, pressure in the clutch when it's just, like, dead silent in the audience, aside from these virtual fans. But what is a virtual fan going to do, bro? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and Dennis Smith Jr. being booed from day one definitely had a lot throughout the rest of the season. That shit, got, that shit went in his head, and he couldn't. Yeah, he's, at the end of the day, he's a young kid, and it's just like our own fan base treated him like a redheaded stepchild, you know? Not to offend any redheaded people in our listening circle, you know? I'm, I'm cool with redheads, you know? Yeah, they are. Ron Weasley, <laughs> shout out. Shout out to me. <laughs> the wingman of all wingmen. <laughs> Such a good wingman. He just took Harry's like the girl he was meant for. Talking about Hermione Granger. Real uh, Harry Potter talk. That's what our listeners came for. I think about a sister. <laughs> yeah, it speaks to how good of a wingman he is. Yo, here, take my sister. <laughs> what happened? I, I hear you. What happened? He wingman his own sister, bro. Yo. He, he's hey. that, that dedicated. Yeah, the fact that he, he didn't whoop Harry's ass was kind of funny. <laughs> All right, yo, so to those who watch the stream, we appreciate it. The Knicks, again, got the number eight pick. We're cool with that for now. We'll see what Leon Rose and the Knicks front office decide to do with that. 
follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Nickish Show. Check us out on Sportscaster at Nickish Show. And uh, make sure to subscribe and hit the like button. We'll see you guys in a few. Peace. Peace.